Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So we uh, had a bit of a preview of the Hillary Clinton administration, Jay-Z, Beyonce, and um, who else was with her? Somebody else, Katy Perry. The uh, A-listers, Mr. Trump was by himself. I was looking at some information on polling on elections. I just thought it would be interesting to go back and because I remembered vaguely what had happened in 2015 in the UK when the pollsters got it 100% wrong and literally 100% wrong. There were 92 polls taken over seven weeks of the British election in 2015. Not one of them, not one, predicted a majority government for uh, David Cameron. Of course, that's what he uh, that's what he won and subsequently was removed over Brexit. So Tuesday is the uh, is the big day, and throughout the show today, we're going to be talking, of course, about that, and we'll be including your phone calls. Uh, John Zogby will be joining us, the founder of Zogby Analytics. Our good friend Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, is uh, going to be on the show. Professor Helmut Norpoth, the Stony Brook University, New York, political science professor whose computer model has never been wrong and is predicting that Donald Trump will win on Tuesday, 87% chance of winning. And Charles Ortel, Wall Street analyst who uncovered the financial discrepancies of General Electric before the company's stock crash in 2008. Sunday Times of London describes Ortel as, quote, one of the finest analysts of financial statements on the planet. Mr. Ortel deconstructed the Clinton Foundation, and he'll join us later, and you will be, I guarantee you, shocked at what you'll hear. Global News will have U.S. election coverage on several platforms, television, radio, online, and social media, leading up to and on Tuesday, Election Day. On Tuesday evening, Chorus Radio Network coverage will be anchored by my great friend Charles Adler. Welcome back to the family, Charles. Globalnews.ca from 8 o'clock in the evening Eastern or 6 p.m. Mountain Time will provide a live webcast, which will be streamed also onto Facebook and YouTube. And uh, there's going to be a tremendous lineup of hosts, analysts, and reporters, including Tom Clark, Global News chief political correspondent and host of the West Block. Uh, The West Block and Global National Broadcasting live from Washington, D.C. as of today. And Tom Clark joins me on the Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. It's been a while since we talked. Tom, how are you? I'm very well, Roy. I decided I could stick around and listen to this entire show. What a lineup. It is. I I think I'll stick around and listen to it, too. (laughs) You, uh, you've covered, well, really the most important news developments globally for more than 40 years, and that's our federal elections. You were the bureau chief in Washington for five years, bureau chief in Beijing. You've been to six active war zones, the Tiananmen Square night, the Chinese army attacked demonstrators, and you saw the Berlin Wall come down, and we're in Moscow, and the hammer and sickle was lowered for the last time. So all of that considered, Tom, where does this... 2016 U.S. election, and particularly the last few days, rank in real and potential importance. Well, I'm tempted to say that this is going to be my seventh war zone. 
uh, <laughs> taking a look at what's going on. The uh, This is a transformational moment in the United States, regardless of what happens. What we're seeing here is not a race that is going to be over and decided on Tuesday night. It is going to continue on after this, regardless of who wins. There's such a divide that has opened up in the United States that is not going to easily be reconnected. Um, We're going to have constant warfare between Congress and the White House. Effective government in this country is going to be almost impossible, and I think it's going to be almost a generation before politics in this nation gets back to anything resembling what it was, say, even 15 or 20 years ago. You know, as you watch the developments, as we all did since the primaries began until today, how many times did you think, this is it, this is when things return to some level of predictability, this is when the smoke starts to clear, only to find the smoke just became more intense? Not a great metaphor, But it's how I kept viewing the picture. And for me, Tom, the first example, when I thought it was going to clear somewhat, was when Donald Trump attacked John McCain on war hero status. I said that on the air, and I was attacked in a second. I said, this one's really different. Yeah, I mean, you're so right. Every time that we thought it can't get any crazier, it can't get any more bizarre, all you had to do was wait five minutes, and sure enough, there was something else uh, to take us down that road. And it wasn't all Donald Trump, but it was mainly Donald Trump. Uh, it's the way the country reacted to it. It's the way the the rooms divided up, the families divided up. I mean, we have a situation down here in the United States right now where you have literally families divided somewhat the same way they were during the Civil War. You know, a husband against wife, brother against brother. We are not coming to blows, and I don't mean to put it in the terms of what the Civil War was, but I think that that type of division that runs through right down the center of the living room is what we're seeing. Yeah, I spoke yesterday with the past president of the American Psychological Association, who's also Canadian and a professor of psychology at Temple University. Nice guy, quiet, very positive, but he did not discount, talk about Civil War, he did not discount the possibility of some real and significant civil unrest in uh, the United States, maybe as early as Tuesday night, and definitely he thinks by Wednesday. The potential is there. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't doubt that for a minute. You take a look at the Trump rallies. Now, we haven't seen rallies like this in the United States. Barack Obama came close in 2008 at some of those massive rallies that he had. If you remember St. Louis, I think he had about 200,000 people out in St. Louis during that campaign. But consistently, Trump is drawing enormous crowds across the United States. And what does he tell them? He tells them Hillary Clinton is a crook, that she has committed crimes and misdemeanors. She has no right to be in the Oval Office. Well, if it turns out on Tuesday that Hillary Clinton is elected and she is sitting in the Oval Office, you have millions, tens of millions of Americans who believe that she has no right to be there. And if they really believe, as many of them do, that the future of the republic is at stake, and frankly that's a view that the Clinton people have as well, well, you know, sky's the limit in terms of what can happen. Yeah. Uh, I like the email that I got from the guy who said, look, here's what's happening. Donald Trump is actually bussing the same 20,000 people from rally to rally. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, 
What do you do? They, they may what look do you do, a, Tom? the same. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I know why Hillary Clinton is the Democratic nominee. Uh, eight years ago, she and Bill Clinton decided she would be that in 2016. And the Clintons are formidable. But Donald Trump, in some ways, I think he's the accidental GOP candidate. He's filled and still fills a populist need. But what's your take on how the Americans, uh, your take on how the Americans wound up with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump to choose from for POTUS on Tuesday? That's the question that's constantly being asked. How did they wind up with those two? And, and before I get to that, you know, the interesting thing is that these are two deeply unpopular candidates. Take a look at their unfavorability ratings in the polls, and they're at historic lows uh, in, in terms of being unfavorable. So... Uh, the American people have got this awful choice. And, in fact, the polls are suggesting, Roy, that a lot of people, almost a majority of people going out to vote for Clinton, are not voting for her. They're voting against Donald Trump. Similarly, the Trump voters are voting against Hillary Clinton. So we've got an election where people are voting against things as opposed to for things, which puts it on a whole different level. Hillary Clinton is there because of a thing called Clinton World. It is one of the most formidable political machines that the United States has ever seen. And mark my words, regardless of what happens on Tuesday night to Hillary Clinton, the next Clinton who's going to make a run for the White House is going to be Chelsea Clinton because it is now the family business. It's weird to me that on the Clinton side we seem to have gone back to a democracy that more resembles Game of Thrones than anything else. I mean, we have the king and the queen and this whole idea of the House of Clinton. Uh, On the Trump side... I always thought that every time Clint won a, uh, sorry, Trump won a primary, that he'd demand a recount. Uh, <laughs> nobody was more astonished than he was. And I think, you know, a lot of people are saying, if Donald Trump actually wins the presidency, the pool is on as to how many days he's going to last in office, only because he's going to get bored with all those briefings. And uh, it may be the reason Mike Pence decided to be his vice presidential running mate, because he thinks there's more than a good chance that he may end up as president because Donald will just get bored with the whole thing. And he's already got a nicer plane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, pollsters, I mentioned at the beginning of the, sh- of the show, I won't keep you very long, much longer, That's but okay. po- pollsters um, were 100% wrong in 2015 in the U.K., 92 polls over seven weeks of campaigning, not one of them correctly predicting a majority David Cameron conservative government. I've had this sense for a long time now, with due respect to our pollster friends who will be joining us later, I've had this sense for a long time now that Tuesday night may be a repeat of Britain 2015. Yeah, I think there's a good chance of that for a couple of reasons. Number one is that polls traditionally seem to underweight the, uh, the conservative vote. A lot of people don't want to admit to a pollster, even though they don't know the person, they don't want to admit over the phone that they're about to vote for Donald Trump. Uh, This has happened in Britain. It's happened in Canada. It could very well be happening here. But I think that the other thing is this. When you take a look at the plethora of polls that you've got down here, the real problem, I think, is not so much the pollsters, although they are a little bit all over the place. It's the people who interpret the polls. And a lot of people are looking for something called confirmation bias in other words they peer at the numbers and they see what they want to see so you're going to see a lot of people 
on the cable channels talking about how these polls show for sure that Hillary Clinton is going to pull off a smashing victory on Tuesday night. But then they've been sort of in her corner a lot right from the beginning. Similarly, supporters of Donald Trump are looking at the polls and seeing something entirely different. So it's the analysis of the polls that I think has been shockingly bad. And, um, you know, maybe that'll make the pollsters feel better when they lose again on Tuesday night. Let's see. Uh, what can we look for from uh, Global News uh, on coverage? You're there in Washington now um, yeah. and continuing through the end of Tuesday night. A bit of a huge issue. So what are, well, you, what are you guys going to be doing? Okay, so we're going to be on the ground with Global National starting tomorrow night. Donna Friesen's coming down here. We're going to be uh, taking care of all of our local news shows. And then on Tuesday night... We are going to live stream the entire election coverage. We have results. We've got experts. Wherever you are, you're going to be able to see it, globalnews.ca. We are going to be on the air on all the newscasts across the country. We are going to be on Chorus Radio from Washington, D.C. as everything develops. In other words, if you want to follow this election and you want a particularly Canadian view on this election, you know where to go. Global News, Chorus Radio. So glad we're all the same family now. It's fun, isn't it? It is. Tom, always great speaking with you, my friend. Take care and have a great couple of days. And come Wednesday morning, I think we'll all be shaking our heads, regardless of what happens. <laughs> I think you're right. Take care. Thanks, Roy. Tom Clark, our Global News Chief Political Correspondent and host of the West Block. Uh, before the end of the hour, we'll be speaking with our good friend Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Polling in the United States. And uh, then next hour, John Zogby from... Zogby Analytics. But I want to continue doing now what we started yesterday with you. Remember, our new phone number for the show is 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. That's the new number for the show, the only number that we that we have now. We no longer have the confusion of two numbers. We just have the confusion of a new number. 1-800-263-2428 is the number for you to call. So my question is really this. And it's an extension of yesterday. Who do you think is going to win on Tuesday? Who do you think, based on your own intuition, based on your own readings, based on your own conversations with or exchanges on social media with people, maybe in the United States, perhaps in Canada, God knows people communicate all over the world on a regular basis and particularly on this issue. Who do you think is going to win and why? Who do you think is going to win the election and why? And then I'll ask you that other question I started yesterday, and we got some interesting responses to it. What do you think is going to happen in the U.S. after the vote Tuesday night? Do you think by the, by the time noon Wednesday rolls around that Americans will be sufficiently accepting I was going to use the word comfortable, but I won't. Do you think Americans will be sufficiently accepting of the decision of the voters to just be calm about it? Or do you have concern there could be significant social unrest in the streets of the United States? So Trump or Clinton, who do you think is going to win? Why do you think one or the other will? And what do you predict will happen in the United States after the election. 1-800-263-2428 is the number on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. 1-800-263-2428. We'll talk to you as soon as we come back.